Hi, my name is Kelsey Caesar, and I'm here on the Lone Star Plate talking about my new and upcoming film, Bitch Ass. Tonight is your satiation. A rich old bitch down the street has finally kicked the bucket. So you are going to break in and rob the place. What about a grandson? Doesn't he still live there? I grew up with the bad fuck in that house. Trust me when I say he's a bitch. I do not want you hanging out in those six street assholes. I can't help it if your son doesn't stay away from me. Chill out. Say, hey, maybe they left already. They're just waiting for us back at the house. Well, Kelsey, welcome to the Lone Star Plate. Thank you so much for joining us today, man. Um, again, super excited to talk about your film, Bitch Ass. I love saying it, too. I think that's <laughs> kind of a good selling point about this film. Like, you just want to tell your friends about this film called Bitch Ass, right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's been, uh, everybody that hears the name is definitely on board. I will say that. The only hesitation I will say I get from is more of probably the older generation, but like sure. the younger folks, definitely bitch ass it is. Like, heck oh, yeah. Right? Yeah, like <laughs> all the way. Yeah, yeah. Like we're not saying that in our real lives. <laughs> right? I mean, let's be real. All right. Uh, just to, you know, give our listeners and our viewers um, a quick start into this interview, how about just tell us briefly, uh, you know, what you can, like a synopsis about the film and the character uh, you play. Yeah, so the movie is a very fun movie about um, a couple of kids that are in a gang and they try to break into a house and come to find out it is the house of the killer, bitch ass, which they do actually know that going into it. But they what they didn't know is, is the house is it's a game house. So <laughs> they have to play games for their lives in order to survive and that's where the story takes place <laughs> damn oh my gosh and what about your character what can you say about your character so my character is tuck um i play the nephew of spade who is the actual like gang leader who's played by shia mckinney from the neighborhood um yeah. I play his nephew and I'm pretty much kind of the ringleader of the younger generation that goes into the house and try to do the bidding that my uncle tell me and the rest of the game to go do. Yeah, man, that's awesome. I, again, the, everything I've been reading about the film looks so great. Like um, your character sounds like there's more to it that you probably want to say that you can't, which I love, right? That's probably like yeah. some, some meat there, you know? That, that's kind of cool. Uh, so Bitch Ass is an homage, this is what I read, right? To black horror films and 90 horror uh, influences as well. Tony Todd from Candyman, the legend, even hosts the movie 
uh, a la like, you know, Tales from the Crypt, that that sort of thing, which I grew up on in the 90s, sort of, sort of. Uh, was there anything you learned in particular from Tony, albeit whether on set or just watching the film, you know, and seeing something about him? Um, Tony, for me, always had a presence that uh, I admire and so many other people admire, especially just the way, uh, I don't know, it's just like his presence on on screen, the way he sounds, like the kind of the creepiness of his voice. <laughs> and um, I mean, yeah. it just, it does for everyone, seeing him on camera, you just go, you go back to the days of all those, like the 90 horrors and just... Uh, that this movie in particular just puts you back into that place and that's what uh makes the film so exciting and i actually have another film that i worked on uh with him that will be coming out later this year um, oh, wow that's gonna take you back into the place again so <laughs> it just continues to going with tony <laughs> continues <laughs> you guys are gonna have like a travel food show soon together you two yeah I I would watch that uh, to be honest. You guys would like some uh, ribs. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, yeah. Where those ribs coming from, Tony? So, Bill Posley, am I saying this right or Posley? Uh, it's Posley, yes. Posley, okay. That, that's what I thought. I just want to make sure. Um, who, he's a writer on Cobra Kai, and I actually recognized his face from some other things that I had seen. Um, he's mm-hmm. making his film uh, feature debut. I know he's directed like some shorts and I think a TV film. Um, yeah. But but this is quite a you know entrance into the scene, in yeah. my opinion. Um, what, what's it like with work at Bill as a new director? Like, um, Bill was actually really great. Um, he was really good to work with. I loved working with him um, because he he knows exactly what he wants and how he he's very particular on his vision. So if you didn't do exactly what he his intentions is, he's going to definitely correct that and pretty much explain to you thoroughly what he's trying to convey on uh, screen. And for me, you know, you work with different directors and not everybody that says a director can actually direct. And Bill was one of those people that I actually really enjoy uh, working with as a professional. So this might be his first uh, directorial debut for a feature film, but the man has experience, especially writing on different shows that he's wrote on that he knows what he's talking about and what he's doing. And this film is actually... Uh, one of those things that like he put together visually in his head, the way it's uh, written out, the way it's conveyed on camera in for the audience is exactly the vision that he has detailed. That's I mean, that's what you want, right? I guess. Uh, yeah. In the end. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, wow. Any, I mean, I'm sure you would like to work with them again, right? I mean, oh yeah, I would love yeah. to definitely work with Bill again, and hopefully that will be uh, circling back soon. So yeah, damn, I, I like seeing. I think as fans, I'm sure you're the same. You like seeing collaborations, right? With mm-hmm. the same actors and director, like a team. They build. They start to get better and better. Like I like that stuff. You know, I'm into that. Um, yeah, right. Yeah, that, that's what it's about. Um, especially in horror, they do that a lot. Um, not not to say this is the path you're down and him him as well right for for your careers that that's not what i mean but you know 
Uh, hey, if that's so, what it wound up being. It's just what I mean. You got again. You have Jordan Pill working with Daniel Kalua again for Nope. You know. Yeah. So. Oh man, that looks sick too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it's always what I like about Jordan Pill. There's always a mystery to his trailers that you're just like, what in the world? It's going on. I just got to see it so I at least know what's going on. So Honestly, man, you know, this is going to be weird. I don't know if anybody's ever said this, but, like, I see Stanley Kubrick in Jordan Jordan Peele. Really? Yeah, man. When I see his stuff, like, that's what I see. Especially, like, when I hear um, behind-the-scenes stories and you start to piece all together and then you see his vision. and Yeah. I mean, for me personally, I'm a big fan of Stanley Kubrick, so maybe I'm seeing, you know, relationships there, but I don't yeah. know. I, I love Jordan Peele, man. I could do a whole podcast on him for sure, several. <laughs> like, he's great, man. I'm glad you 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 like him, too. Um, oh, yeah. Definitely one of my favorites, and I'm, like, gunning to work with Jordan Peele. Like, it's going to happen, man. <laughs> you, you just keep, you know, I'm sure that's part of your, you know, uh persona right like mm-hmm. you know picture it right envision it yeah Let, let's make this happen yeah right no, manifest no, for sure. yeah <laughs> manifest that's the word i was i couldn't manifest the word <laughs> if you want more information about the lone star plate please check us out on social media lone star plate tx on instagram facebook and tiktok if you're watching this on youtube please hit the subscribe button and more importantly the notification bell We release new episodes every Monday. familiar with the hood horror stories of old. Blackula, bones, people under the stairs, tales from the hood, and <laughs> Candyman. But I'm willing to bet that you never heard of this particular story before. This is the tale of the first black serial killer to ever don a mask. His name is Bitches. This is a story of revenge, a story of nightmarish tales in which the stakes are no less than your very lives. Are you willing to play? <laughs> good, good. Let the story begin. <laughs> <laughs>
All right, so we talked about the name of the film a little bit. Um, do you know any story behind that name or why that was chosen or anything in particular? Um, it's funny because we talked a little Bill talked about it a little bit in the Q&A at South by Southwest of when he started the project and had the idea of it, talking to his co-writer, Jonathan Colomb. Um Column, sorry, John. <laughs> um, <laughs> when he talked to him about it, they he he straight up told him he wanted to make a horror film where the horror, uh, the actual killer name is Bitch Ass, and that's pretty much where they went from there. I remember when I got the script personally, I was just kind of like, "What the hell is this, Bitch Ass?" But I thought it was funny because I'm like, like you say, kind of using your everyday language, especially when you're like talking down on somebody so i thought it was funny it made sense to me but i really thought it was just comedy straight up comedy like nothing horror but as i read the script i was like oh yes this works this really works the name really works and it still is like a funny movie when you see it is definitely funny and so and the bitch ass does make sense it makes complete (laughs) sense and um so anyway, when we get to the script, we all do our table read and we're all kind of like, Oof, I wonder how this is going to go. So we're on the virtual <laughs> table read. This is the pandemic. Yeah. And usually table reads are pretty is a pretty big indication of like how a movie's going to go, because then you get to fill up the actors, you see everybody you're like, you know, you're like, how is this going to work out? And then once we the initial start of it, once we start reading, uh, Bill says, hey, I get the name. It's great, right? And we're like, yeah, we're on board. But he's like, if it changes, we might have to change it. But for now, it sticks. And so we're like, cool. And the table read was amazing. And from that moment, we felt like we had something special on our hands. So it's not surprising that it it's getting the getting the uh, notoriety that it's set to get. And um, the name is going to stay. I can honestly tell you that the name is going to stay. All of us at South by Southwest and the way it was uh, received by the audience. I mean, premiere night, we had people cheering, bitch ass, bitch ass, bitch ass. <laughs> so that was like, it's here to stay. And they're it not- buddies. cannot change now. Absolutely, I'm with you. <laughs> no way. That, no, that w- there would be, there would be another, like a real murderer, I think, if that happened. <laughs> right, so, someone would go on a real rampage. No, I'm with you. Wow, what a, what a great answer, uh, by the way. Um, I learned a lot in that. Um, yeah, that's awesome about that name. That's good to know that there's more than just like trying to have a clever name, right? Like yeah, there's no. something to it, right? Built mm-hmm, on it. That's mm-hmm. cool. That's cool. That makes it even more of not getting rid of it, right? Like there's a there's a reason behind it. I like that. And they tried to, honestly. I mean, they sure. they said that they tried, they, recon- they didn't try to get rid of it. They reconsidered it with like, just details uh for the film for selling points but they just said that they there's they couldn't come up with anything it just was too perfect for, uh, for the yeah. name for the story and i mean at this point like you said it's it's out there and yeah. everybody loves the name so <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely i mean i read that tony todd like that kind of what got him into it was like yeah. that name it was like yeah mm-hmm. that's awesome i'm in i'm in that name that name alone so yeah Listen, don't piss off Tony. Um, <laughs> what um, was there any like powerful moment that you witnessed on set that you could talk about something just either personally or you witnessed with another actor or I don't know something during filming? 
Um, for me, I would say, um, I think really, uh, Melissa's character who plays the mom, Marcia and Tian, uh, I thought their bond on set was pretty powerful of just how much, like the way she, what she conveys in the movie is really, really, uh, great of the, the, you know, the bond between a mother and a child and what she's willing to do any and everything for her kid to survive. And just seeing how she really dove deep into that uh, role. And Tion, of course, being, you know, the love for his mom, I thought was really, really great. And that was one thing that I'm like, ah, this is such a like a really precious moment uh, for everybody to see. And that was a pretty, pretty powerful moment for me. That's awesome, man. That's great. Um, yeah, because sometimes, not to say that I know this, but I've heard other actors talk about, you know, sometimes a powerful moment may happen on set, but then it doesn't translate to screen or mm -hmm. vice versa. A moment you didn't think was anything becomes more powerful on screen than you could ever have imagined, you know, vice versa. So, yeah. Um, what, uh, what can people be most excited about when they're seeing this film? I mean, what do you oh. think? I mean, what are you telling people? Like, man, you're going to be, you know, I don't know. Like, I'm sure you've, you know. Uh, for me, I think what would get people the most excited about, honestly, is going into the movies and seeing, just having fun. Like, this movie is something that, like, everybody that has seen it so far enjoyed it. They enjoyed the movie. Um, if you miss the old, like, nostalgia of, like, I mean, Tales from the Hood, Tales from the Creep, those kind of films and what tells the previous show, but if that genre yeah. and and type of storytelling, then you're gonna love our movie. You're gonna have so much fun watching it and just kind of like being in the uh, uh, nostalgia of that, especially with Tony Todd and the opening scene that he pretty much steps up the movie where you're just like, ah, this is great. This is gonna be great. This is gonna be so much fun. And that is where I'm like, I just wanna leave it at that. And just, I want everybody to know, it's a fun movie to watch. It's a, just a fun movie to watch. No, that's awesome. It's kind of set up. I mean, with that kind of opening, you kind of think, okay, there, this could, this could be, you know, multiple films, right? Like yeah, you could make exactly. a whole uh, universe out of, out of this. this. <laughs> yeah, franchise. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yes, uh, you. Um, I can't think of the word again. You, uh, the <laughs> the M word. Oh my God. Manifest. Uh, manifest. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> this is killing me. I gotta, I gotta I just got manifest you. that got word. You. I know you're there for me, man. I appreciate it. Today's plate of the week is sponsored by Southbound Relocation. Head over to southboundrelocation.com and begin your free apartment locating service today. Hey, I'm Brandon Hurtado. We are here at Hurtado Barbecue in Arlington, Texas, and you're on the plate of the week. Let's go check it out inside. Go. Today we're in Arlington, Texas, home of the Dallas Cowboys and Texas Stadium. And most importantly, Hurtado Barbecue, our plate of the week. We couldn't be more excited to share our experience as Brandon and his crew give us a behind the scenes look behind the line. Brandon Hurtado and his crew have quickly rose to the top of the barbecue scene, even earning a spot in the Texas Monthly Top 50. How are y'all doing? Thanks for coming out. Sit back, relax, and enjoy this heavenly montage of Texas barbecue.
Beef rib on the board. I need three cornbread, please. It's called Mexican cornbread. It's got cilantro, onions, brisket, elote inside of it. Those are our quesabiria tacos. The reason we chose Hurtado Barbecue as our plate of the week was simple. Mouth-watering barbecue that delivers time after time. Look for our full video of Plate of the Week this Thursday on YouTube. And if you're in Arlington, head down to Hurtado Barbecue and tell them Lone Star Plate sent you. See that? It's that good, good. <laughs> so look um you mentioned south by um so this idea i wanted to discuss this a little bit so like this idea that films go to south by right to get picked up right if you will mm -hmm. distribution that sort of thing let's just explain to just sort of the average listener here like what does that mean exactly picked up like what are you trying to accomplish by taking the film there okay so it's funny because this is actually a legit question that i'm like a lot of people don't understand how like the major film festivals work um my parents being one of them and brother <laughs> <laughs> um, which my dad got to come out for uh our last screening uh saturday and really got to really understand what it is so what happens is when you go to a film festival a major one like south by south south by southwest you can pretty much say like the major film festivals such as that one it's what it is it's just a buyer's market for major distributors such as um Amazon, Netflix, uh, A24, uh, you know, your Paramounts, your Warner Brothers, all of those kind of uh, projects, Bloomhouse. What they'll do is they'll send their people on the ground to the festival and they will watch these movies like ours and, you know, um, they'll see if they want to buy it and pick it up and um, add to their arsenal of films and distribute it to the world and um it can go in format of uh straight streaming service if it's like netflix or amazon or hulu or it can if it gets to like an a24 or like a paramount they will you know whatever the model it is now um it could be streaming it could be a hybrid or it can be uh a theatrical release and it can be both so that's just pretty much what these film festivals are for people that don't really understand. Uh, it's also for you to uh, have fun. And if you're a movie buff, you will go to the movies. I mean, go to the film festival and get to see a lot of the movies. And honestly, you get to see a lot of your favorite actors as well. That's one thing that I can say that if you what if there's a movie and you're like, oh, I want to see um, Brad Pitt, which was his his film with. Um, Bullet Train, uh, is that it? And, and, oh, uh, uh, Lost City of D. That is that the movie you're talking about? Uh, yeah, it's with uh, uh, Sandra Bullock and Channing Tatum and him. Yeah. And I'm like, if you're one of those people that want to see Sandra Bullock and you want to, you know, you want to go to this festival, you will see Sandra Bullock. So that's the thing that is a, a pretty good festival where you can get up and close and personal with some of your favorite actors. And the community at South by Southwest was really, really great. I loved it. Um, I mean, you're in the community with a bunch of people that love TV and film. So your presence being there alone, especially if your project is at the uh, festival, it really means a lot to the people. And I appreciate appreciate that a lot to the people of Austin and the people that uh, went out to the festival and got to enjoy it.
Oh, that's awesome. Wow. What a great um, explanation of, of how that all goes down. Um, you know, yeah. What, what you're hoping to get, um, that must be nerve wracking, um, as a filmmaker to be there, like, you know, does he have enough popcorn? Did he get a drink? Are you okay? Are you comfortable? <laughs> like, you know, can you, can you see the screen? Okay. Is someone, is he bothering you? Let's get him out of here. You know, you're just like clearing people out. That's what I would be doing. I don't know. That must be nerve wracking. To be honest, it, I will say it is nerve wracking, even for our side as an actor. Cause I, didn't yeah, that's true. That's a good point. I didn't see the movie until it actually premiered. So premiere night for us. And that from like, Pretty much 98% of all of us that was part of the production, we didn't see the movie till it came out. So, like, our first time experience was that. And, and you're just like, oh, is everybody going to love it? Was I great? Like, yeah. you know, <laughs> you know, the energy yeah. is such a big deal because you're like, you're kind of, you're watching with everybody. And plus, we're in a, um, you know, we're in, in the endemic stage of the pandemic. And so for, you know, a lot of people too, this is the first time you're enjoying a movie in the theater around other people. And, you know, and that's a whole thing of like getting that energy from everybody and trying to figure out if like, the, you know, you remember parts in the movie that you made, but you don't see every part of the movie because you're not there on set. So there's just parts that you're like, okay, I remember when I was shooting this, this is a funny part. Well, people laugh and when people you get that laugh, you're like, okay, great. Like, that was funny. It did convey. <laughs> so as a director and a filmmaker, you're right. That is the biggest stress that I'm like, I can see from um, Bill and John of like them just like stressing out and like making sure everything is perfect. And so you're definitely right on that. <laughs> no, but for sure, for for your uh, for y'all's, you know, as actors, absolutely. Uh, that's got to be. Yeah, that that would be definitely nerve wracking for sure. Just mm -hmm. looking around and also trying to enjoy the film. Right. The same exactly. like, everything at once. Like, oh, my God. Yeah, that's a lot of pressure. <laughs> a lot of pressure. Um, Look, are you, um, what, what is like the typical, um, is there like a typical like scream, like a horror scream that you guys practice on set? Or is there one that's like, I don't know, like, um, is that something people do? Is that even like a, a horror thing? You know what I mean? Um, you know, that's actually a really good question because going into the project, when I had to scream, it was one of the things that I, that was like a question in my mind that I was like, uh, like there's a certain type of way to do this, but <laughs> yeah. like there was yeah. no like particular way to do it. I not, I assume mainly for, cause I'm a guy and it's, it's kind of like how many movies that you've seen, like any horror movie where like the guy scream is the most famous scream. And it's yeah. like, <laughs> there's not really anything to that but for women per se i think more so that's a thing like sure. i think that that's a thing that women has to like really prep and practice for for their characters but man because i was just i actually like it's funny you said this because i actually like google like what screams should you know you should try to convey but like nothing really landed because i'm like i think it's just it's just not a thing for men but 
No, yeah. that's it. Wow. See, I'm glad I asked that. Yeah, mine's like a I would mine's like a, an injured prairie dog or something, right? There's not it's there's no real like oomph behind, you know. Ah, I don't know what I would do. I don't know what kind of scream I would have. I, I honestly think if I was really scared, I don't men don't scream. I think yeah. we were like it, it shock uh, just like silence, like Yeah, you know. Right? <laughs> oh man, that's funny, dude. That was funny. Um so, you know, I, I was thinking about um, crazy things that are in some, you know, horror films, right? Like um, things that we laugh at sometimes, like you always yeah. see some, somebody running, right? And then they trip, right? And you're just like, oh my God, and the person's catching up. Well, what are some other funny things like from horror films you always get a kick out of? Um, I always get the kick out of, of like, it's always that thing of like going into like you hear a noise and you go towards the noise yeah. and be like, hey, <laughs> yeah. what is that? Or like you're like, hello. And then it's honestly like if somebody is like, I get the hello because you're waiting for a response. But it's just like, do you really think that somebody's going to respond to you? Like, yeah, it's me, <laughs> Joe, back here. Like if everybody's gone like they're, you're it's i don't think like i don't know like i just think it's so stupid that people like <laughs> go check out the uh situation like for me if i hear a noise i'm quiet i go like hey what's up no response all right i'm not going towards the the, the sound i'm i'm leaving i'm calling 911 i'm not going back into my house until the cops get there but that's just you know i guess it wouldn't make great for storytelling but hey <laughs> yeah it just <laughs> I, it just ends in the first 5 minutes they call 911 and arrest them like get yeah. movies over uh no that's funny yeah i think in any time you say or you hear in the horror film like i'll be right back or something right like i'm just going to you know be right back oh man no he's dead he's a goner uh, you know <laughs> it's 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 doomed from the jump i think the yeah. funniest thing that i've been getting a lot and especially from like other interviewers that i was, forgot to mention this to john and bill is they because of this movie is a uh all black cast and um and first black um slasher film yeah i think uh, the funniest thing there was like did you guys play on the trope that like and reverse this that like because like typically people of color a black person gets dies first in like most horror films sure. it was like did you guys play on the trope of like having a white person in the <laughs> cast and letting them be the first person to die first in the movie and i was like oh my god that well, if we been did great. that, we wouldn't get to the all-black hats, but it would have been funny if we did do something like that, though. That would have been great. <laughs> yes, yes, I agree. I agree. I like playing on those days, right? Like, that's just smart. Yeah. Uh, you know what? Hey, listen, like you said, it's a franchise, baby. So next one, right? Maybe that's the next idea. Yeah. No, I like that. Yeah, I like that. Like a whole bus of white people, right, just comes up. <laughs> they just gone, They're or gone. <laughs> it just goes to the the funny thing that i tell you about like when it's like oh what is that noise and then like all the black people are like yeah i'm not I'm not yeah i'm not going i'm not yeah that's the white that's person great. goes and that's how they die so oh you need writing <laughs> credits on this sequel here uh, <laughs> sure i love this this is a segment we call reheat where we look back at a past episode have you check it out We'll put a link in the description. Today's reheat episode is Karen Obalong or Obliam. I always say it wrong. I apologize, Karen. 
I always get names wrong all the time. I barely get my own name right. Anyway, we'll put a link in the description. She is the lead of a new movie coming out this summer. It's a reboot of House Party from the 90s. That's right, the Kid and Play movie. So she is the female lead. It's going to be awesome. We interviewed her um, last year, and um, it's a great interview. So please uh, look forward to that. Again, we'll put a link in the description. Check that out and look forward to House Party coming out this summer. I'm so excited. Anyway, back to the interview with Kelsey. Hope you're enjoying it. Kelsey, you uh, you grew up in Texas, right? Yeah, born and raised. What what part of Texas you grew up in? Um, I grew up in Houston, Texas. Houston, man. Mm -hmm. Oh, great food in Houston. 100%. That's, Holy I mean, God. Texas period, because I was so yeah. excited to go back home. I was like, ah, I'm about to get all my favorites. Uh, not, what are what are <laughs> some favorites? Let's let's do some food shout outs here. For me, uh, I mean, obviously, you got to have barbecue. It's Texas. I mean, people sure. want to say like Memphis is just as good, but I haven't been to Memphis to really like coin that to say like, okay, Memphis, you're like on the uh, the pedigree, but I'm pretty sure they are great. But definitely got um, some barbecue in Austin. I went to uh, Terry Black's for sure. Um, I didn't go to Franklin, which I want to, so I will go back. But um, my favorites, definitely Papados. I'm a Papa, Papados, Papacitos connoisseur i mean Absolutely. we have a lot of them in, in uh houston um taco cabana i mean it's fast food from mexican food but like <laughs> it's still good to me yeah, like yeah. i don't get it all the time <laughs> so when i when i go to taco cabana i gotta give me a taco plus they open late like they're they're <laughs> perfect a whataburger are you kidding me you oh, gotta man. have a whataburger there is competition out there people in california want to compare in and out to whataburger i think there is no competition considering that whataburger is just better because you get more food like who complains about getting more food <laughs> <laughs> oh, and yes. also shipley donuts you gotta love shipley's to me the staple donut place that like you can't get anywhere but texas at least i hope but um yeah i love my shipley so i got i got everything that i could while i'm there so yeah hell yeah and you all, like all, food you said I what this. i said you like food oh i love food like hell i can yeah. definitely you know how like stanley tucci has his like fighting italy situation yeah. where he yeah, like yeah. tries all these like italian foods i definitely would love my own thing for that and i could do texas <laughs> see i said i said food show earlier and i just said that right you're good on I the money home. i hit home yeah that's <laughs> awesome uh yeah houston um i tell people all the time i you know i i ran a food truck in austin for many years i've been in the restaurant for a long time uh oh, really? you know food food in all and houston is ridiculous it's like this international, you, literally any type of food you want from almost any culture you can get yeah. in Houston. That's amazing. It's really not like that in a lot of places. And Texas, no, DFW's like that. Austin's like that. San Antonio, mm -hmm. but Houston especially, man. I, I, it's just a, it's just a special city in that way. Um, yeah, it's a great city. Great, great yeah. shout outs, uh, by the way. We have. I will say what for Houston, Texas. We're like, we have everything. Like, we, now we have In N Out, you know, and you're, you're just like, hi, In N Out in Houston, we have Whataburger, but we have it. So it's just now, there's just like, if you come from California or on the West Coast, you can get In N Out too. And you can have Whataburger. So both. <laughs> like, Listen, you you're going to need Whataburger after you finish that tiny little In N Out burger. 
He's, you know exactly. I mean? like, it's like an appetizer. That's what that is. <laughs> that's, it should be a slider. <laughs> yeah, it's a slider, man. That's funny. Oh, man. Um, so, Kelsey, what? how can people stay connected with this film, right? Because it's not, um, hasn't officially, quote unquote, been picked up. Really? So how do people like, is there a website or social media? Like, how, how does that work exactly for films like this? Um, so we do have like, uh, we do have an Instagram, which is bitch ass the movie. Um, we'll put a link Instagram. too in the description as well. Oh yeah. Um, we have that. And so you could go to that. That's not, it's one of those things that I'm like, I'm pretty sure like Bill and John created it just so they can have a handle like every other film person. It's just like, I just have a handle. It's not like our thing, but I have one so people can know. But other than that, you can definitely follow me uh, on Instagram uh, at Kel Caesar um, Instagram <laughs> or, or you can follow uh, Bill Posley. Our, um, our really, really good marketing uh, producer is uh Shane, which I can't really remember his Instagram handle because he has like he's always like throwing out everything with the movie. Um, so uh, I think it's like Shane ninety three. Tr- I will try to give you that information. So sorry for the listeners, but well, for no me, worries. For well, part, we'll we'll try to put a we'll we'll do some research our own and we'll we'll hopefully have that link down there in the description. <laughs> okay, great. But for now, for me, uh, you can. Come directly for me from Kel Caesar, so K E L C A E S A R, and I I will definitely keep everyone updated on uh, the movie and everything that we have coming for. So um, there's a lot of good that's coming for uh, coming from the movie, especially if you're into NFTs. We have like this whole thing that I wish I can give you all the information about, but I just can't think of it on top of my head but definitely something that you can sign up for and we'll give you a cool graphic nft if anybody's interested into that and with that you will be in a drawing where they will pull uh winners with the nft that you get and the winners will be able to come out to our la premiere or our london premiere that we will have later on this year oh wow hey man that's awesome look Mm -hmm. at that using technology um i love it that's awesome. You, did, know, have you ever bought? Have you bought an NFT before? Have you done that? Have you? I uh, honestly, I'm explaining this the whole thing as if I really know what I'm talking about, but I, <laughs> I have not bought an NFT. I know what an NFT is. I have not really got into that space because I just honestly haven't had time to like dive into it. But my brother has been like reeling me in on it and so has our marketing and uh other producer shane has definitely like explained this whole thing to me but i haven't got there yet so give me some time hey i'm with <laughs> you i'm i'm same way i have not uh i have not gotten one um i i really don't even know what it is to be <laughs> uh, so yeah i don't know i haven't bought one yet i was just it just looks it looks great right Take, i'm all about new new stuff new technology yeah so, you know it looks great um, well, is there anything uh, we didn't bring up, man? You know, I tell you what, is there any future projects you just want to tell people out or any other projects that you wanted to tell people to check you out in? Um, I definitely highlighted um, another movie that will be coming out um, next year with Tony Todd's called Devil's Row. Um, I can't say any more, more about that considering that uh, contractual reasons. Um, right, listen, but, well, well, when it comes out, we'll bring you on again. We'll talk about hey, it. Yeah. I would love to definitely come back, especially just for my all my Texas uh, listeners. But <laughs> in the meantime, um, 
if anybody wants to get into any fun family horror, I was in this project here called Just Beyond. This is my, well, sorry. I'm, it's going to be listening if you can't say it. But I was in a project called Just Beyond um, uh, with David Katzenberg, who does the, is a part of the team of IT and is also doing the uh, new reboot of Beetlejuice. And it's a fun horror um, that I think family of if you have kids and you just like the Goosebumps series, the R.L. Steins is did just beyond and um, definitely take a look at that. It came out last October if you're into horror. So, yeah, that's one of my other parts. Well, listen, man, th this has been absolutely amazing. I, I really appreciate you taking the time, man, and talking to us. And I hope you're up and ready for the day now, man. Right? Oh, Let's yeah. Do this. Yes. So, yes, thank yeah. you so much, man. This has been awesome. The Lone Star Plate Podcast is produced by Texas Real Food. Go to texasrealfood.com and you can search your city for stores, butchers, restaurants, farmers markets, and more. We're using fresh, artisanal, organic sources. It's a fun site that brings all natural options all together. I hope you enjoyed this episode. For more information, visit our website, lonestarplate.show. I'm your host, Patrick Scott Armstrong. Until next time.